welcome to Tales of Marketing Transformation, laying firm foundations for your marketing journey. Tune out all the black magic and imagine a time where marketing has transformed into something human. Where marketing is about building relationships with people you serve. Where marketing is about helping people. That time is now. This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. And here's your host, internationally recognized marketer, speaker, and podcaster, Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Hello, and thank you for joining me as I share more about the quest to make marketing human again. Did you enjoy and learn from my last episode where I spoke about recharging your business battery? And in particular, what you can learn from Mike Michalowicz's latest book, Fix This Next, to recharge your business. What areas of your business did your Fix This Next analysis shine a light on? Now, before the recharging your business battery episode, I spoke about fixing the customer journey. A key part of all customer journeys is communication, of course. And today, I'm talking about communicating your message to your ideal client. Have you ever spoken to a group of people and ended up with no response or completely the wrong response? I have. (laughs) I have to be honest. But you learn from these things, right? Maybe it was in a live presentation, maybe in an online presentation, or maybe it was one of your written marketing messages. What did you do? This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. I'd been waiting in the lounge for what seemed like an eternity when the announcement I feared came over the loudspeaker. Your flight to Hong Kong has been cancelled due to the typhoon. An airline official will guide you back to the immigration and check-in area for further instructions. I was in Manila on one of my many trips there, having just spent a week in meetings and was keen to go on to my next destination. Really, I was keen to go back home, but the next destination was kind of a milestone on getting back home. Now, a small group of us was guided back through a rabbit warren of corridors to a small room where our check-in luggage had been deposited for us to collect. I found my suitcase and followed another official further through the rabbit warren. And next thing I knew, I was back in the noisy check-in hall. No customs, no immigration, no security. What the... People were queued up 30 deep in front of one poor official to find out what to do next, when they could get on another flight, and of course thousands of other questions. It was a cacophony of noise. The poor official was totally overwhelmed. After a little while, I decided that I wasn't going to wait around there. I'd waited enough already. I wheeled my suitcase out to the front where the taxi stands were, hopped into the first taxi and asked to be taken back to the hotel where I'd spent the last few days staying. Luckily, I was able to get a room for that night, despite not having a reservation. I guess it helped 
being a good customer. Now there's more to this story of how I got into Manila, in effect, illegally, an illegal entrant. It had become particularly interesting then, but it became even more interesting the next day when I went to depart the country on my rescheduled flight. But that's a story for another day. What I wanted to talk about was one of the questions I get asked a lot. And as I was riding in the taxi back to the hotel in that day, the driver said to me, where do you live? And I said, well, I live in a little town called Lara in the south of Australia. It's near Melbourne. And the next question is the really big one that caused me to reflect. He said, how far is Lara from Melbourne? And a lot of people in Manila ask questions like that. Curiosity questions that are a little bit like, how far from Melbourne do you live? How far do you have to drive to go to work? How far away do you live from your office? All very interesting questions, all great small talk questions at the water cooler or on this occasion in the taxi ride. My default answer used to be for the Melbourne to Lara, 70 kilometres, because Lara is 70 kilometres southwest of Melbourne. Or from the office, I'd say I live about 10 kilometres from my office. I was always puzzled when I got blank looks to those answers. It was almost as if they were conversation stoppers. I could never quite work it out. Then I thought, well, maybe they're not used to metric distances here. I wasn't really paying attention to see what was written down on the road signs or what was on the speedometer on the taxi cab. So I tried answering with 45 miles or seven miles to work. Again, I just got blank looks. At some point, it dawned on me what the issue was. It occurred to me that distance was actually meaningless when they asked that question, how far? And it dawned on me because I was stuck in traffic in Manila. In fact, when you're in Manila, you're stuck in traffic a lot. You see, 10 kilometres might seem like a short distance to us here in Melbourne, but in Manila traffic, it could take anywhere between 10 minutes and three hours to drive. I know, I've had that experience. I've been in a taxi cab three hours and thinking to myself, all I need to do is hop out and I can walk there in five minutes or 10 minutes. But of course, I had lots of bags, and so walking wasn't really an option. After experiencing trips like that in Manila traffic a few times, particularly those long-duration ones, I realised that it didn't really matter how far I was from the destination, because if I was going to call the person I was due to meet with, They weren't interested in how far away I was. They were interested in when would I be there for the meeting. So, the next time I was asked, how far away from the office are you? I said, it takes me 10 minutes to drive there. 
the person who asked the question, their eyes lit up. They said, oh, so short. And then the conversation went on from there. Quite a different response than what I'd had before. Once I'd had the experience of the Manila traffic myself, I could understand better the question that people were asking with how far and what information they were really looking for and how I could provide them that information so that it was useful for them. Of course, effective communication is so important in all human interactions and the same is true in marketing. Marketing really is very simple. It's communicating the right message effectively to the right audience at the right time in the right place and in a way that it's exceptionally useful to that audience. Effective communication means speaking in the language of your audience. And that might mean you need to experience the same pain, if you like, that your audience experiences. The pain you want to help them remove, just like me being stuck in Manila traffic. With that experience, I was able to be more empathetic to the question, to the information being sought. I was able to better understand the question at a deeper level and provide a response that not only provided valuable information, but also made the person asking the question feel really heard and listened to. That's good human-centric marketing. In a recent conversation on the Innova Buzz podcast, I spoke with Peter Margaritas, author of Improv is No Joke. Now, Peter shows how the tools used in improv, like listening, flexibility and trust, can change how teams interact with each other and with their clients. One of the things he said in our conversation really stuck with me. Listen to hear in their words. It's a really valuable way to focus your listening and enable you then to adjust your language so you are able to communicate with empathy and to get the response you desire. In his book, Building a Story Brand, Donald Miller says that if you confuse, you lose. In fact, that's his mantra. Throughout the book, he emphasises creating and communicating a clear brand message that speaks to the needs of your ideal customer. Is your communication to your ideal target market getting the response you desire? Remember, the meaning of your communication is the response you get. If you're not getting the desired response, change the communication. Time to talk in minutes, not kilometres. Let me know what happens. This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show to be reminded of new episodes. It's free to subscribe. Leave a review if you like, even if you don't like me. It's okay by me, but I'm asking you to leave a review because it helps other people find this show that might find it useful. Go to talesofmarketingtransformation.com to join our marketing transformation community and access a free gift that my team and I made for you. It's a marketing masterclass. We want to give you everything you need 
to transform your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. I'm Jürgen Strauss from Anovabiz. Tune in again next week when I have a special episode with some content from Russell Brunson's new book, Traffic Secrets, and we'll be talking a little bit more about communicating with your ideal client. Stay awesome and let's make marketing human again. Thanks for coming on this journey with Tales of Marketing Transformation. Join us next week for another fabulous episode. For episode resources, visit www.talesofmarketingtransformation.com. Stay connected by subscribing at talesofmarketingtransformation.com forward slash subscribe.